Hello, hello, hello. It's your girl, Tiara Nicole, and I am your host of the Chasing Dreams podcast. Thank you so much for joining me in the inaugural season. This season, we have a great list of guests who come to share their dream with the specific intent on providing a blueprint and showing you how to strategically chase your dreams. As always, be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share the episode with someone who needs to hear these gems. We want to hear from you. At the end of each season, we will have a Q&A session answering audience questions specific to the topic of chasing dreams, whatever that dream may be for you. Also, if you have a guest that you think would be a great fit for our show, feel free to share the contact info with us. All audience questions and podcast guest recommendations can be sent by email at chasingdreamspodcast at gmail.com. Chasing dreams with an S podcast at gmail.com. Now, make sure you stay tuned to the end of the episode for a very special announcement. Without further ado, let's get into this episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of Chasing Dreams Podcast. Today, we are talking about hashtag Black Girl Magic, the real dream. And I have someone here who does Black Girl Magic better than anyone I probably have known in my, <laughs> in my life. But we have Miss Teddy Renee. She is the owner of United Kingdom. She is also the host of the Queen's Conversation podcast. If you are not following the Queen's Conversation podcast, please do so. That's K-W-E-E-N. She is a speaker. And I have this quote from her website. It says, Teddy has dedicated her life to helping young adult women navigate major life transitions. Um, And probably my favorite fact, she is my beloved soror and member of Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated. Please welcome to the podcast, Miss Teddy Renee. Yay, thank you. I'm so excited. I'm super excited because we were just talking about you thinking about your podcast. Like, yes. yes, 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 yes. Like, um, it's life. <laughs> it, it, it's real. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I've definitely been working on like that take action. Um, and do you know, if it's something that I feel like I'm supposed to be doing, just do it. Right. And so here we are. Right. And you know, that's my thing. Like, that whole don't procrastinate. Like, if it's really important, get it done and then be done with it. Exactly. 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 But thank you, thank you, thank you for being a guest um, and sharing your time with us. The real purpose of this Chasing Dreams podcast is really to highlight different types of dreams so that the audience can see themselves in it. Um, and especially with us talking about Black Girl Magic um, and how fabulous of a dream it is, I just want to say thank you for sharing this moment with us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. All the dreams. All the dreams. <laughs> With that being said, my first question is, what is the dream for you? Um, So for me, the dream is making it easier for other people to achieve and accomplish their dreams. Like there are so many things and hurdles and just ridiculous obstacles that I had to get through to even make any type of headway in any of my businesses or any major accomplishment that I made in life and every time I sat there I was like it should not be this hard it shouldn't be it shouldn't be this hard there are way too many resources and way too many other people who have done things to have to start from the very beginning every single time you want to try something new so the dream for me is to help other people achieve their dreams with less not effort but less obstacles and stress and just so they can preserve the energy and actually Absolutely. That's such a phenomenal dream. Um, And I think my dream is pretty similar. I think I I do it a little differently, but definitely to like each one teach one kind of perspective. Like if I learned something that helped, I want to tell everybody like this is what I learned. Here's how I can help you. Let's move on together. Um, So I definitely can appreciate that, especially um, 
you know, within the context of Black Girl Magic, there's so much that we could be doing differently um, that if we just learned it, if we were exposed to it, like we're already killing the game, but imagine if we had the same starting points. Right. And that's a, that's a big reason why like United Kingdom even exists. Like I am, I literally was just on the phone with somebody at work. Um, and I was just like, you know, I don't even think the team realized, like I'm just straight from the hood. Like I am born and bred PG County, District Heights. Yeah. There's no hoods in PG County. Yes, there are. There are. There are like there are hoods there in PG are. County. There are gangs in PG County. There are poor people in PG County. Mm-hmm. Like you got crackheads, entrepreneurs, business Right next door. Like everything. And right right next door, the neighborhood shifts so seamlessly that you literally be like, wait, am I still in the same Exactly. And, you know, I grew up in PG County as well. Um, We first lived in Landover, which is very much a hood in PG County. And then we moved to Upper Marlboro, which is like very much like I didn't even know I lived in the hood until we moved to Upper Marlboro. And I was like, oh, that was the hood we were in. Got it. Literally. Literally. Like right there, like Landover and then like Woodward. Yep. Completely different things right off of the same street. Once you pass that highway, that's it. It's a whole different environment. It, and I'm really waiting for the Landover Mall to come back. I just feel like it's a staple in all of our lives. Yeah. Well, you know, they're, now what they're doing over there to um, Hampton Park, um, they've done the groundbreaking, and that place is going to be amazing. And I'm. It's God's plan. Yeah. <laughs> my mom's house was right on Gricey Road, which is okay. Landover. Like literally, like one one thing says it's Landover, one thing says Tidesville, one thing says Largo. Yep. Five minutes <laughs> from right there where they've done the groundbreaking, it's going. It the property value up there is about to skyrocket. Oh, I'm sure. It Get it while you plan. can, child. Yeah, it was not God's plan for us to, to keep that, and I'm just going to have faith that that was for the best. But yeah. Kind of. Like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for that, sure. That, 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 man, that place is about to be... Popping. Yep. <laughs> so popping. Like, I'm just, like, looking at the place, I'm like, oh. Yeah. This is going to be amazing. Exactly. Okay. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> Neither here nor there. But uh, at what point did you, like, realize the dream, and how has it changed throughout the years? So I realized the dream just now when you asked me the question. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. I was expecting that question, but, you know, I, I do so many things and I've had so many ideas. Like, I have probably about five or six different, like, legacy journals is what I call them. Like, when I have an idea of something, I write it down and, like, eventually one day I'll do this. But I never finish the journal, so it's like maybe like three pages in each journal, and then I lose them, and they're in a box, and then they're, you know, so they're like all over the place. And that's something that a lot of people will say about me. Like, I appear to be all over the place with a lot of different things, but it's because I'm interested in a lot of different things and a lot of different ways, and I see a lot of different problems. And my superpower is overthinking, but in the way that I overthink to a solution, like, Okay, so this is a really big problem. How do we fix it? Why is this a problem? What can I do to add to, to the solution versus to keep facilitating or exacerbating the problem? So, like, I um, own Paraphernalia University, which is a custom apparel business that I started because there were no cheap, quick, local Greek gear <laughs> um, vendors in the area. No went to Bowie. Like, you either could go to College Park, which yeah. never had real stuff. Or you can go all the way to Baltimore to Joe Man's, which took forever. Or you could go to like online where all they had were like the white fraternity sororities. Mm-hmm. And then they got your royal blue all wrong. Or your gold was just yellow. So I started that business to kind of fill that gap. And now where everything is online and online stores are just like t shirt stores and like a dime a dozen, my solution has been okay, so how do we stop competing with them and now how do we provide for them? So that whole vision kind of was completely different from just the growth of the economy and technology. For mm. um, United Kingdom, it's um, it's a vision that I tried to run from for. <laughs> How'd that work out for you? <laughs> I would say maybe about a good 10 months. I was just like, you know, I could do this and I could just create like this network of just like connecting people to help each other. 
And then I was like, nah, I don't really do that. Like, there are so many better connectors mm. in my life. Like, you know, my alliance with Misha, like, everybody loves her. She's, like, super supportive. Like, she would be better at doing this. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, Alicia is so passionate and compassionate. People just kind of not gravitate towards her. But people just keep asking me for advice and asking me, do you know someone? Do you know someone? Do you know? Do you know? There how you have it. And I was just like, all right, let's make a logo. And let me see. Let's come up with a name. Let's do this. And then this summer, I, um, you know, started getting or seeing and hearing fundraising startup, tech startup. Mm. Like, what's the difference between, like, a founder and a CEO? What's the difference between a startup and a small business? And that led me to Founder Gym. Okay. Was, like, um, offering some free courses, like, workshops. And I was like, one was, how do you know if you should fundraise? Hmm. And I was like, oh, that's coming up. Maybe I'll register for it. And right. I didn't do it, right? <laughs> so then I'm doing, like, I guess my friends and family fundraising for a couple of things that I wanted to do for United Kingdom and Perkman University and just letting people know that, hey, I have these businesses. Just in case you didn't know, can you donate a dollar to each? Right. And someone actually offered to cover the full cost of what I was asking for to grow, to, to do the next phase for Perkman University. But they wanted me to combine the two, and they wanted equity. And I was like, I understand. I know what the word equity means, but I don't right. understand what this is. How it all works. And, yeah. and I, I know I don't want anyone else owning Perkman University or any parts of it. You know, claim that's a different story. But that is, that's mine. It will always be mine. That's, that's my thing. So I declined, and then literally, like, the next week, the Mandela course came up again, and I was like, you know what, let me just apply for this. Mm-hmm. And I did the workshop, and I was like, all right, so this is exactly what I want to do. I do want to start a tech startup with United Kingdom. It, it is something major and grand, and now the work begins. So it's, it's <laughs> changed, The it's fun changed, part. It's changed a lot, and it, it changes daily. Mm. It's very difficult to kind of express what you want to do and how you want to do it in a way that's concise but impactful. Right. Um, especially when you're still in the process of identifying who exactly needs the most help in the way that you want to provide it. Definitely. That makes sense. And I do want to just say this one thing earlier, you mentioned how you kind of feel all over the place. Um, I, too. <laughs> I too resonate with that. I used to call it career ADHD. Like that was my thing for a while. And then I had to realize like that could be a strength. So when I think about like my, I don't know, heroes or people I look up to, from a business perspective, Candy mm-hmm. Burris is my it. Like, that's who I want to be. Like, that's who I want to be professionally in this world. Mine Love it. Same concept, <laughs> though. Like, if you really look at the two of their mm-hmm. lives, it's the same. Like, they do what they want to do, and they build phenomenal businesses around it, all under the umbrella of, it's whatever I want to do. <laughs> Love it. And it's, it's no, like, I, I realize now that, being all over the place is it seems that way and you know where you are it's like piece over here piece over here piece over here and I'm a puzzle person like the bigger the puzzle the better and I love it it's like I know this that you're not always going to see the full picture even if you see the picture none of the pieces make sense until you start to put some of them together and you kind of you know puzzle lovers know you start with the outside Mm -hmm. and And then you build your way in see like different little sections so eventually you'll have different little puzzles like all separate and then you'll bring them all together and then it's just this thing and you're like ah that that's how that was supposed to come together like, oh so that actually i thought it was blue but it was really gray and green and okay that makes more sense now and i mean life's the same way so like even with my my career when i tell people like i do like uh functional like i'm in it and they're like oh what do you do do you code and i'm like no like i basically organize and I guess what a lot of people would say, like project management, mm. like from their understanding of outside of like IT and, and building like technical products, but like all of the functional pieces, the things that have to be in place in order for you to be able to code them and put it together and know what you're doing, I do all of that. And they're like, how the hell did you get there? Like, right. Psychology degree, and I have like in special education, and I used to work at an ice cream shop and an online school, and they're like, how? However, 
every single job that I've ever had has come together to make me the perfect person for this type of thing. Exactly. Perfect. And it's like, there's no, it's no coincidence that when we were thinking of just names for United Kingdom, um, me and Preston did it. Um, Preston Spence and Haggle Name. It's absolutely no coincidence that the word United is a part of it because mm-hmm. it is, to a lot of people, a scatterbrain type of concept mm-hmm. where you get help in any life area. So, like finances, health and wellness, business and career, just life experiences, and like relationships all in one place. Because the way that things are now, it's like you have to find a niche market and you mm-hmm. have to get this one thing that you're good at and then all the services. Well, Life doesn't work that way. It's never worked that way for me. Me right? either, child. <laughs> Whenever I have a problem, it's like 20 problems, and they're all over the place, and it's finances and health and relationships and work and business, and it's never been, you know, there's not one place to get help in all in that unique combination of, like, mm-hmm. life challenges. So, like, your problems being isolated and working on them one by one, it's costly. It's time consuming. It's hard. It's Speak strange. on it. <laughs> so it's like having one place, especially with the internet, like Instagram, you can find a million consultants, a million influencers, a million experts, but you don't know who is the right one for you. You don't know who really has the knowledge to help you for your specific financial issues or your specific relationship goals. Mm-hmm. But my brings all of that into one place. And now it is a platform where we will match you with your ideal experts. Not just one, but we'll create a team for you through I love you know, it. matching your needs with their expertise so that you can address your unique combination of life issues and not have to go to 20 different websites to do it and spend you know $150 an hour consulting fee for each of them. Is that the going rate for consulting? Like, I feel like my price needs to go up. (laughs) It depends on, um, you know, I have a few different services. Mm -hmm. And hourly, yeah, I mean, I don't know how other people come up with their money. But it's like I've taken, like, what it costs for me, for my job to have me to do the work that I'm doing. And versus what I really think I should be getting paid. And then how much structure I have to put into building out my services for people mm-hmm. so that they can actually have access to it. And then I, you know, added tax and divided it. And, do what you, you gotta know, do. Discount, but you know, um, so yeah, I mean, I've seen that. I've seen them range from fifty dollars to five hundred dollars an hour. And again, it's all just dependent upon like where you are. And that's another thing. Like there are some great communities out there, but everyone can't afford them. Yeah. 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 So United Kingdom is actually for members will be 100% free as long as you make progress on your goals. As long as you're making progress, you never pay attention. Love it. Love it. Love it. Results driven. I'm here for it. Um, But I definitely want to point out, you said life is like a puzzle. I definitely agree. And it's almost like the puzzle, but then the picture on the box is a little, it's a little blurry. You can't really see what it's supposed to be. There might be a few pieces missing. <laughs> and you still got to figure it out. Still have to. Still got to figure it out. The funny thing about it, right, is that when I was a kid, like, it's like when you're a kid, like, I feel like you get to see exactly what you're supposed to be doing when you're an adult. And then it's like the challenge is navigating through life so that, the world does not skew that vision. Yes. That part. You know, when people say, like, kids are the most pure, like, my daughter Billy tells me, mommy, I want to do this. She told me that she wants to be a pilot. She also wants to be a figure skater. She also wants to be a firefighter. She also wants to be um, a singer. And she wants to be a teacher. Go for it, Stan. Yeah. Absolutely. Go for it. Yeah. She may be an actress and get to be all of them one day. Exactly. Yep. We were encouraging because one day that that may absolutely be exactly the path that she's supposed to be on. Absolutely. So tell me about your first experience with Black Girl Magic and what did you learn from it? <laughs> so my and this is going to be I don't know how it's going to come out. My <laughs> mom was my first experience with Black Girl Magic. Okay. It wasn't until I got to college that I really like understood like how great she was. Like, we had very, she's a Taurus, I'm a Scorpio, and we had a very best friend, worst enemy type of relationship. <clears throat> um, she had um, 
substance abuse or drug abuse issues throughout most of my life. So when I got to college, though, we actually had, like, a very consistent relationship. <laughs> she actually spoke at Bowie for a program that my life sister was hosting. And I don't know why. Like, when they invited her to come speak, I actually kind of clicked that, like, you know, she really has done a ton, even with her history and her past. Like, my mom is the smartest person I've ever known. And, like, people just naturally supported her in everything she did. She had a way with just natural marketing and drawing people in. She was either your worst enemy or your best friend, but she was all, she always loved you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, even now, when people are like, you look familiar, and I'll be like, for the cheerleading, they're like, oh, yeah, you're Tina's daughter. Da, da, da. I'm sorry, like, is her name Tina? Tina, Tina. That's my mama name. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Because I get that all the time, too. Oh, you're Tina's baby. And it's funny, because my little sister's name is Tiana Nicole. Oh, my goodness. This is crazy. (laughs) So, like, when people say, like, mention her, I have to always kind of brace myself, because I'm like, which side of her did you know? (laughs) Was it the real, real good side, or did she cut your ass out sometimes? Because she she was good for all of that. But she was absolutely my first experience with real black girl magic. She owned her own business. Um, she worked in um, like medical insurance equipment and supplies for years, like even as a functioning um, addict. She always had a job when she wanted one, never had an issue finding one. Eventually she started her own business from the ground up when nobody would help her. She found one or two people to kind of support her and turned that into something that allowed other people to have um, a little bit of independence and financial freedom. Like she was one of the first people that I knew job-wise that would give you, like, a flexible schedule. Like, you could work this many days or this this many day, you know, this many hours and still get your full paycheck without having to take this much time off. And then she started a cheer. My sister was a cheerleader or, like, pepper mill wreck. And for whatever reason, she either hated it or her mom didn't like the structure of it. So she said, okay, fuck it, I'm going to start my own cheer. Hello. <laughs> and she started her own gym. Six seasons. Just Here for no knowledge of cheer. Just, I'm going to do it. And it's done. And it exquisite all stars were born. And it's something Here for that a lot of people it's still uh it had a significant impact on a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So one of our um Jay, her she's a Morgan State cheerleader right now. And I've been looking at her pictures at home coming and I'm like, Oh my god, my mom would be so Aww. proud. But like that type of like long term, the longevity of like the legacy of doing something that you she was not qualified. My mom never cheered a day in her life. Okay. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> you know, she but if you hire the coaches, you don't really got to. Exactly. She did, and, and she learned what she needed to to coach the, the younger ones, and more so, it was giving them the structure they needed to grow through the program. Mm. And she hired everyone else to teach tumbling and yeah. higher levels and basing and stunts and all of that. And she just managed the business, and she was able to attract a unique. She had a very unique vision of uh, we black me from the hood, we gonna come out here. It was like. The real life, bring it on. Like, and that was the attitude that she wanted them to have. She's like, I don't want you going out there chilling like these preppy white girls. I want y'all to go out there and shake it and twerk it and pop it and do a handstand on the wall. And if that's the routine, that's the routine. It's like, but on the wall. <laughs> so literally, we have their videos. I like when the music come on, go come on. You see girls, you sit there and they're like, this is so inappropriate, but it's them. Like, yeah. Who showed and reflected in their performances, and they were champions. They won. A lot, you know. So yeah, that's really my vision of black girl magic. Whenever I feel like I shouldn't be doing something, I always think about her. Like, be okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> Should let's <laughs> laugh. <laughs> and just to add to the to the list, uh, I did all star cheer my whole life, <laughs> and I'm coaching now too, and I absolutely love it. So I might be like a like a real sister. Like I know we're sisters, but I know like I might actually be your sister. <laughs> <laughs> we have a team. Now, my little sister still coaches. She coaches for um, Power now. Okay. She's cheer for Exquisite, and then she cheered for Crimson Heat. Mm. And Power is actually in the old Crimson Heat space. So she okay. She's up there now. She's all in it. Yeah. How crazy yes. is it to have little sisters that are grown? Because mine is, first of all, she's legal. She done got her first tattoo. She's in college. I'm like, whoo. I'm not okay. I have a niece. She's two. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, I'll be sitting there and I'll be like, I'm just trying to be a big sister. And I'm like, no, leave her alone. 
It's okay. She's she's an adult now. I'm for it. Like, I get it. Same here. So my little sister, since she could walk, has been in heels, um, makeup well before I thought it was okay. Like I, I wore makeup for the first time at 27. That is not her story <laughs> by a long shot. I didn't my hair until I went to college. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What is this? Exactly. Girl, we can have a whole conversation about that. I mean, granted, we're 10 years and two weeks apart, but still. You said 10 years? 10 years and two weeks apart, literally. So me and my sister are 10 years, and probably, like, she's the September 5th, I'm October 11th. So we're, like, a month apart, but on the other end. I don't know how to do that math, but whatever. (laughs) So, like, nine and almost 10 years. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember she's November 22nd. Both, yeah. Craziness. Are we one human? No, I'm joking. <laughs> I love it. I, love it. I, I am here for it. I'm here for it. So, my next question How do you embody and encourage Black Girl Magic through United Kingdom? So, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out the best way or the way that people ingest it the best way. But, like, I just share what I, and this is exactly how United Kingdom started on Instagram. Like, what I needed that day, I just put out there. So, like, I was having a really tough day, and I just started, like, posting, like, inspirational quotes from, like, black women that were just, like, that I just, like, that day just made me feel better. So, I was like, you know what? Post it. And, mm-hmm. like, when I do, like, even the Queen Conversations podcast, I take titles or um, topics of things that I'm seeing repeatedly in my life or that I'm dealing with and going through and that I can speak through or a situation that I just finished because it's like I tell people all the time I'm nobody special and I don't ever think that my issues my thoughts my success or accomplishments are unique to me mm. like somebody else may so I just like to share and tell people no I'm lazy I procrastinate I'm an asshole I do all these things wrong. <laughs> I'm cute it's like I'm successful I manage this I manage that and We're still here. <laughs> and too, like it's not going to be easy, but it's absolutely possible. But here's some things I learned might make it a little easier for you if you listen. And even if you don't listen, and it works out for you, share with me so we can tell the world. So just putting it out there. Yeah. Just, you know whether people listen to it or not, or see it or not, one day they will. Yeah, and you're and being the change you want to see in the world. Absolutely, that is the, that is the, probably one of the quotes that that resonates with me most. That and like you, you needed as a kid. Mm. It's like when I was a kid, people used to always tell me just be quiet, stop talking. Teddy, stop talking. You know, people used to say, "Oh, you was a badass kid." And I'm like, "Why? Because you wouldn't stop talking." That's not bad. That doesn't make me bad. You know, but it's like it kind of <laughs> it lets you know that the world does not want, specifically, especially black girls, to speak up and say anything and have an opinion. Have an opinion, or or feel like they can have an opinion, and that's completely even at work. You know, like, and I was talking to my best friend yesterday, like, I don't, I am not a fan of um, people telling me what I can and cannot, should and shouldn't do, or treat, like, I had a conversation about, like, priorities with a coworker the other day, and his response was, I'm not arguing with you about this. And I was just like, first of all, in my head, right? Who are you talking <laughs> to? But at the end of the day, I was just like, there's no argument. However, <laughs> these are a list of my priorities. I'll get to that when this can be done. And that's the end of it. But having to, knowing that that is the reality of most, a lot of black women in many spaces helps me to realize, like, when I was younger, all that talking was for a reason. Because when I got older, there were going to be so many people who were not comfortable with talking, and I could speak to them and with them and for them. Mm. So, I just Absolutely. I'm here for it. And so you said your uh, one of the quotes you live by is be the change that you want to see in this world and be who you needed as a kid. 
Um, I just wanted to share real quick mine. So the Tupac quote where he said, I may not change the world, but I guarantee you I'm going to spark the mind that does. Like that for me, like I don't have to change the world, but if I provoke, nudge, urge, whatever, the person who's going to change the world, I've done my job. Absolutely. I've done my job. Like, even like when people talk about, like, oh, in college I was this and I was this class president and I was the queen of my university and stuff. Like, when people, if you ask people what I was, it's like, oh, your teddy was always around. That's it. She was always there. She was always supportive. Like, I was all, always had my hands in something. You need some help. I hope you could apply here. Here are some ideas. Here are some people. Here are some resources. But I don't necessarily need to take the credit for it. I don't need to be seen. I don't need to. You know, I mean, it's nice to be seen and to be heard and things. Um, it's good for your, um, super ego or your id and all those wonderful things. But it's not necessary to, for me, to have that type of recognition. I want my recognition in my coins. <laughs> like, okay, like, recognize me, like, give me a raise. Always stay me. gracious. Best revenge exactly. is your paper. <laughs> like, recognize me by supporting me yeah. or sharing you know, the things that I do with other people, like yes. recommend me for speaking engagements or recommend me to friends or family or, you know, promote something for like, like show me recognition through the belief and support in what I do. Yes. That's cool. And I'm, you know, I'm always going to support people. I will make a note though, a very hefty permanent note when I don't see support from certain mm, people. Mm-hmm. I'll still support them, but it, it, it's not going to, Listen, let me send that invoice for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> you you want you want me to post that on your, you know what I mean? Just say, you might actually have to do this. Some other people know. Nope. It's just what you're doing is enough here. Share with the world. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. So what are some challenges that black women face that we should be more aware of? sub point of the question like what are some potential downfalls of black girl magic so just an example like for me i think one of the downfalls of black girl magic is the black superwoman complex Mm -hmm. um what are some uh challenges downfalls that you think we should all be more aware of so i think that it probably goes into that same thing superwoman not only feeling like we have to do everything but other people perceiving that we can do everything we don't need help like, one of my biggest things has always been asking for help because I assume that people wouldn't give me help because they see me as someone who doesn't need help just because I I have been so successful and I, you know. But now, actually, one time, I'm just very, I'm Scorpio, okay? I am very sensitive. I am very emotional. Okay? But we love y'all just the same. <laughs> you know, it's like I want to read you for filth. And then cry. Because oh, you read them for Phil. Because I so bad. And I'm just like, oh, like I am, I am very, I don't even want to say I'm a sensitive thug. I used to be a sensitive thug. Now, I'm just, I'm just sensitive. Like, I am. Like, I want to be supportive. I want to support people. And I want to, like, be treated as, like, a woman. Like, a lot of, for a lot of black women, too, it's like, people do not see us as, like, who we are individually, they'll see us as who they've already convinced themselves that we are. So, like, either that's because of how we used to be in our past. A lot of people still see me as this loudmouth, ignorant girl that would cuss you out in a second that had no ties or regards for anybody except for herself, like, versus me now, who, like, even back then, I've always been supportive of people. I've always helped people. But now, you don't, you're not going to get that fight out of me. Like, I'm very intentional about who I cuss out nowadays 
And it, I have to validate that through so many channels before I even allow myself to think that it's an option. Yep. <laughs> right? Back yep. Then, it was, no, I don't like that and you're going to get it. But a lot of people still see me that way. And a lot of people still try me that way. Um, and a lot of them won't ever get a response from me ever again. Like any type of response. But then at the same time, because I am such a strong woman, like people don't know, like I like flowers. I think like if, if you ever want to give me a gift, send me flowers. I love flowers. Noted. I love them. Like they're so beautiful and they smell good and they just bring life to a room. And I just like it. I like flowers and I like rom coms and I like to cuddle. <laughs> so Cuddling is such like it's therapeutic. Let's just it's beautiful. It's one of those things that I need. So like it's my recharge. Like I need to have cuddle time and snuggle and physically be close to people to feel warm and to recharge. So on Sundays when I do nothing, I'm usually cuddling. Like either I have the kids come and watch a movie and my daughter she's a snuggler. I love it. She loves it. Um, or I'll like my best friends will come over and we'll just like we used to have um we were so um from we used to have um cuddle time. We literally we would go out on Saturday night and drink and party and on Sunday morning we would all lay in the bed and just just cuddle. Like, just lay. Just cuddle. Like, Here for it. We're, we're the cuddle crew. Like, Here for it. Black women, we're not seen as women. We're usually just seen as black people first. And it sucks because we have a lot to give to people, especially like in the realm of like love and compassion and peace and space. And we are super. We can do anything because a lot of times we have no choice. We don't want to. Like, right. Just because I can do it all doesn't mean that I should have to. Absolutely. Like, nobody wants to do certain things alone or at all. But when it comes to necessity and circumstances that require you to step up, black women absolutely, like, win that, that risk every time, hands down. However, we get tired. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Okay, she is, like, the world's fastest woman right now. I'm sure she's tired, though. I hope she sat down for at least a week after that. Because how you break a world record 10 minutes post, 10 months postpartum, baby girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, she is. That means your whole tw- 10 months postpartum, you was running. You were training. I just saw an advertisement for her where she literally has the baby. And Beyonce has the baby right there when you hit getting it done because you have to. And we, I think it sucks that we have to show up more often and come harder than other people to get equal or less recognition, which is why, like, I, my negotiation services, oh, you want a new job? Great. This is how you're going to get it. Nobody really thinks that you're worth because you are absolutely worth a lot more. And you're still going to deliver. And you're still, even if you get paid, and it it bothers me. It bothers me that I accepted so little, especially Mm -hmm. in jobs, and just from people in general for so long. Mm -hmm. It really bothers me. Yeah. It's probably like my only like real big life regret. I've accepted so little for so long from people and things that were it's not even worth it. Absolutely. And, you know, I would like to acknowledge the Malcolm X quote where he said, the black woman is the most disrespected person in America. The black, the most unprotected person in America is the black woman. Like we really have to recognize that even though he said that in what, like the seventies, that shit is still true today. And the unfortunate part is when we, as black women, as magical as we are, don't see it in ourselves. At all. And that is the, probably the part that, you know, I started, my undergrad, my bachelor's degree is in psychology. Right? Mine so, too. Like a lot of people, <laughs> um, you know, children of those who had substance abuse and drug abuse problems, drug addiction problems, wanted to be a substance abuse counselor. But having that just compassion want to help people who seemed like they couldn't help themselves because I slowly carried over into my life. And now I'm more of a realizing that when you change your mind and you decide that you absolutely are worth, can have, will have, whatever it is that you decide on, there is no way that they can fail. Mm-hmm. And my biggest issue with a lot of my clients is getting them to that point. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there is absolutely no Oh, it, first question, how much do you want to make in your new job? Well, I know I'm changing industry, so I know I'm going to have to take a pay cut. Nope. For what? What are you taking a pay cut for? No. Nope. Well, I haven't worked in this industry, so what have you been doing for the last 10 years? Working. Something. Busting your I'm ass for somebody. I will to, to this industry. Like, you absolutely, 
Actually, we don't do things like that. When they, and they always come with, oh, I want to make $50,000 a year. Why? I just look at that girl. Guess what? I don't, I don't even return a phone call for $50,000 a year at this point. Like, not even happening. Okay? At this point, we are playing the, the what's that white man next to me making? Yeah, I want to make that plus tax. Because I already know he, I will be teaching him when I get into this. Program. Hello. More than me or whatever the case may be, because that is my experience. So when people ask you, like, what's your biggest strength and all those things, my biggest strength is I can come into any organization and teach those who are supposed to be teaching me something new that can be a value to the organization. And for that, I am worth far more than what I asked for. Absolutely. Enjoy it. Absolutely. And it brings up a very interesting point in just asking, because I think there's we as black women have all these needs, but that black superwoman complex, we don't feel comfortable even asking. For example, um, something as simple as, hey, guy, I'm seeing on occasion. Can you take out my trash? Would you mind cutting my grass? Um, can you go pull around the car so I don't have to walk in the rain? Like there are people around us who would be willing to do such, but we're waiting for them to volunteer, which is trash, which, but it's ingrained in us. Well, if he wanted to take out the trash, he would girl. They just don't think. Now there are two sides of Twitter, right? The pick me's. Yes. Like, that's it. That's it. There is no middle for women on Twitter. So absolutely, I expect for you to be able to help me financially or to join and combine some type of, like, your lifestyle with my lifestyle. We're going to be together. However, I absolutely can do it by myself, but I don't need you to. And I am, you know, I, it's, I love it when women be like, nah, if he's not willing to pay for this, don't go out. Because it, it completely undermines everything that generations of women have been taught. That is the only reason I like it. However, yes, if he's not willing to, he's absolutely out of the game. However, just because he's willing to doesn't mean you have to take advantage. That is where my, where my issue comes into play. But promote it, yes. You need to understand your value and your worth. And it doesn't have to be monetary. It right, right, right. You know, valuing valuing honesty. For the longest time, I used to ask, like, what is it about me that makes people lie to me? Why can't you just tell me the truth? Like, what is it about my reaction, <laughs> which I learned, but what is it about my reaction that scares you so much from the truth that I have to be lied to? Like, what is it about me? It's not me, it's you. You're broken. You have weakness. You are fearful of me because I am such a strong, outspoken person. I get it. Granted, the way I said things probably wasn't always the best. <laughs> Maybe. However, that does not change. It does not negate the fact that you are still choosing to deceive someone with your words, and that's just wrong. So, right. Like, I don't like taking advantage of people bothering me. However, you absolutely have to know what your value is and what your deal breakers are and what your boundaries are. Like, you have to be able to say, um, if you're not willing to express your care by like the whole wedding ring thing why do i spend so much money on the wedding ring well you don't have to however if you're not willing to invest in a ring how do i know you're not you're willing to invest in this relationship or a marriage or a household or a family like it's not always about the actual cost of it yeah about the the concept and the, the thing behind it like the intention and purpose of it and a lot of people miss that. Yeah. And I think even beyond just from a dating perspective, even from a friendship perspective, um, probably about a month ago, I had been feeling like, woe is me. Um, I'm there for everyone. No one's there for me. And especially feeling like... Um, I wasn't allowed to have human emotions because I've stepped into the space of motivational speaker. That if I'm not motivating, if I'm not encouraging, if I'm not uplifting, it's dismissed. And what I had to learn in my experience was sometimes it just takes reaching out to people and saying, I'm struggling, are you available? And there will be people that will show up, but I was expecting people to just know yeah. Or just pop up and be like, hey, how you doing? And I'm like, horrible, talk to me. And they're like, okay, great. I have all the time in the world. Yeah, And that's just not how people function. But the problem was I would reach out to people. I would see like a post on social media and then contact them and be like, hey, I saw your post about this. Is everything okay? You know, 
Just because I would initiate those kind of conversations doesn't mean that I don't have access to support just because it's not initiated. Right. And then and that, that also goes back to people not seeing us in certain ways. Like, like I said, I started reaching out to people and letting them know I had businesses and asking for a dollar donation because I realized, like, my mom just opened up a whole yoga studio. And as soon as she said it, the very first thing I did was started promoting her. I started sending out her link for her wish list. And she even said the same thing, like, I'm not used to asking for help. You know, I send it to people who ask, but I'm not just going to throw it out there. And I'm like, why not? Why don't we? But then you turn around and do the same. And I'm like, you know what? I do the same thing. I'm sending this out. Like, there's so many, I'm connected with so many people, and I see so many people, and they, like, they're watching, but they don't know everything I have going on because I've never said it. So it's like I'm expecting them to support something they don't even know exists, and if you leave it to social media algorithms, they may never see it. Ever. <laughs> ever, <laughs> ever. There are some, no, I will say there are some people that I do expect to just be able to feel and sense when I am in a mood and they absolutely come through, but that's because we built that relationship. That connection. Yep. For sure. Connection. I can literally, I can absolutely sense when my best friends are in a funk and I haven't spoken to them in a, in a three days. Right. And I'm like, Hey, what's going on? What's wrong? What happened? Who did it? Who are we fighting today? And then the same Who I got to kill. No. And they're the same way. And then for other people, you know, we have to establish that where they'll say things like that. They're like, hey, if you need me, I'm here. Mm-hmm. And then I actually take them up on that because mm-hmm. I, I was famous for that. It's like, hey, if you ever need anything, I'm here. And then when my mom died, it was like, if you ever need anything, let me know. And when I needed things and I reached out to these people, most of them wasn't really about it. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, so you're one of those. Okay, you're, you're not someone I can go to. Mm-hmm. But in that, I also found a lot of people that I could go to. Yeah. So, you know, I tell people all the time, my mom passing away was the most detrimental thing to my life, which is weird considering our relationship, but it was one of the best things for the type of, for the life that I live now because it helped me to realize areas I needed to step up and then things like ways to get what I needed mm. from the resources that were still here. Yeah, we might have to bring you back for season two and just to talk about grief and and what that looks like, because I remember feeling when I was grieving the loss of the twins, it was the most lonely time I had ever experienced. So we're going to have to have a whole nother conversation about Greek and uh, grief, not Greek, uh, but grief in the black community for sure. Child, we can talk about this. (laughs) No, but seriously. So what would you say is your number one secret to success? <laughs> Not speechless, are we? Um, number one secret to success. I yeah. don't have any secrets. Okay, so what do you attribute your success to? Like for me, my secret no, to success okay. is like consistency. That's, that's, my, that's my number one. I don't have any secrets. Like you could ask me anything and I would tell you. Okay. And it's like, there's literally, and this is something I had to learn how, like, the difference between um, sharing and oversharing. Mm. <laughs> I have that problem. Go back to, like, my Twitter pages and my old vlogs. Like, Please don't scroll. When Twitter was Twitter. Like, when Twitter was, Twitter is still Twitter nowadays. Uh, Twitter like, is popping now. Nowadays, there's a lot of things that I, people will tell you. 2007, 2008, 2009 Twitter. That was a real time. Like, if you go back to then and you look at my teacher, you're like, this moment. <laughs> what was she always Ooh, like? Child. I get why people don't see her as a different person. I get it. Please don't there. ever scroll that far on my Twitter. Listen. Like, you know, you think I was like, they should delete. No, I'm not going to delete. I don't have time to go back and delete all of that stuff. Oh, like, I, I know at some like when I get to a certain level of success, I'm going to have to pay someone to go back and clear that out. But I'm just gonna leave it. I'm just gonna leave it. And that's the thing. I, I don't I'm scared to find out what's on there. <laughs> so like I mean I think that that's a, like not having secrets allows me to just be me. Like yeah. every part of my journey, the past, the present, the future, how I feel now, how I felt later, and just be authentic with my message and my story and my services and why I'm doing the things that I'm doing. So as long as I am true to me, which I've always tried to be, there was, there was about a good, I'll say seven years where my entire life was trying to please other people and trying to be this person that people wanted me to be because, oh, you're so mean and you're so unapproachable.
virtual and you just stay, you know, nobody can really, we don't know if we can trust. And it was just like, okay, well, let me try these things. And I was the only person that was worth off for any of that effort. Never again. Yeah. So the secret to success for me is knowing who I am, staying true to that and having no secrets. You can ask me anything about anything and I'll tell you the truth. Yeah, I said that back then, back then. That's what it was. For all of this growth and all of this work that I've done on myself today, this is the situation, this is the case. Again, I'll still cut you out and read you for film, but it's right. I actually have filters in place. Look at the Lord. Come through. Hello. Do you have any final thoughts for the audience? Um, final thoughts. Um, find your, and I know it's going to sound super cliche and super, you know, <laughs> but find, like, find your tribe. Like, for real. Yes. Like, there is a network of people, women, family, friends, someone out there to help you through whatever it is that you are going through. And to do it in a way where you are comfortable with them, where you feel respected. Um, if you do not have that already, you are in the wrong tribe. You have the wrong circle. You have the wrong support system. Because at the end of the day, it's just going to lead you to dysfunction and despair. And you're the only person that's going to have to live through that. So find your people. And if you ain't found them yet, keep looking. They are absolutely out there. And I'm most grateful for my journey because I am finding more in my tribe. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not the person who like, I have best friends from, like, elementary school, but I'm not the one that you'll see, like, in the pictures with them all the time. Like, they, we have clusters of friends. Like, I'm always, like, the third will best friend or something, you know? <laughs> like, that's just my history because I'm always so all over the place. You know, I'm always doing other things or our lives don't align. Like, I have kids and they know. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they're homosexual or, you know, and I'm straight and they would hang out with all of their, like, homosexual and LGBTQ friends or they do more things in those areas than I do. And it's just like, I always, I used to feel like the extra, like a choice or an option. But throughout my journey, I've learned that there are some absolute solid people in this world. And that just because you're not physically with people, that that doesn't mean that your friendship is less valuable or less important. They're still there. Mm-hmm. So finding your tribe, and I mean, those are my true tribe members. Like, I love, love, love. And people like you still call me a best friend you never hang out with. So, your point? Like, we're absolutely family. I have family members I never see. They still my family. Right, exactly. <laughs> but I love what you said about finding your tribe, and that's definitely what. 2019 has kind of been for me. I know there was once a point where I felt like I was kind of not focused, but I was giving too much weight to the people who didn't show up. Why didn't you show up? Why weren't you there? Why didn't you contribute? Why did, and it got to a point where I just realized, I said, okay, but there are people who will ride for me. People I ain't even seen in years. Like my first best friend was the friend that I called and was like, I need to vent. Are you available? And she like, Give me 30 minutes. I got you. And this is like, when I say first best friend, I mean, like, since she was in her mother's womb and I was like six months old, like crib, crib mate, you know what I mean? Um, And then my god brother, who I have not even seen since I lived in Buffalo when I was, hell, seven, like, have not seen this man in person in two decades. He will buy a ticket. He will sponsor something. Like, he is always supporting. I have a cousin in Texas who literally, I only had to ask. She'll buy the book. She'll buy, don't donate a ticket. You name it. You know what I mean? And just, and she's always sharing stuff and posting stuff. She has one of my shirts, which I actually need to mail her one of the conference shirts. But, like, she'll wear it to work. Be like, uh-uh, that's my cousin. But instead of focusing on the people who, because I kind of was feeling like there were so many people who would say, like I have other cousins who'd be like, oh, my cousin's an author, my cousin's a speaker, but she ain't never bought a book. Right. Stink. That happens, you know? But again, like when you, you will truly know who your tribe, your tribe members are when you realize and start, stop looking from a place of lack and from a place of Mm. and, and just blessed. Like I am absolutely grateful for everyone who's there to support me. And they already, whether they know it or not, like, as I go up, they go up. Hello. Hello. Like, I have a list of folks, like, who may not even realize it, but, like, when I become a millionaire billionaire, like, they have houses waiting for them 
They mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. bills paid for them. They have whatever their heart desires because the things that they have done have helped me to impact so many different people. And it's meant so much to me to kind of oppose like my own like brokenness and trauma from just life. Mm-hmm. And like, you never know who you are helping by just being genuine and mm-hmm. being yourself yeah. and being there for them. And that, like that this year, I think that this 2019 is the year of getting your, of finding your tribe for a lot of us because 2020 and beyond like this decade is Ooh. time for us to start making shit happen. Hello. Like, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff that I think, and I'm very, it makes sense now. Yeah. Like, how it makes sense now? Because, like, I used to always feel like I was in trouble for everything, for just opposing authority and going against this and that. But it's because this generation of a change, like, change makers, we're supposed to be changing this entire world. Mm-hmm. each other. I'm here and for it. It's, it's amazing. You know, I'm, I'm ready, child. You know, I just want to say, and I'm super blessed to, like, even have been connecting with you. Like, we're in the same story, we know the same stories, everything. Never once have I come across you. Until 2019. 2019, when it's time for us to like lock and load and get ready for this. And I'm going to be honest with you. So I joined in 2010. I don't know if you wanted to know me in 2010. I'm going to go ahead and throw that out there. I'm not the same. Yes. She's my best friend, and I keep forgetting she is. She's clearly now still. Ask her about me. Back, it's 07 and 06. Yes. That's a whole other story, okay? That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know that you necessarily wanted to know me in undergrad. I I just, I I was a different person in undergrad. Like, and I, I, I can't apologize, but so much for it because I've done the work. To be better, um, but ultimately, child, not if there was one thing I was, I listen. Virginia Tech owes me. I'm sorry, the state of Virginia and North Carolina A and T owes me nothing. Okay, nothing. But I'm a changed person now. You know, I'm. Nah. Listen, I don't owe Virginia a thing, okay? Um, but ultimately, just to put a little bow on that one, <laughs> what you focus on will grow. So I think with you, even with you just saying like finding your tribe. So that was part of my shift was like if I focus on the the healthy relationships, those will grow as opposed to worrying about people who don't show up and et cetera. Just learning to put that energy where it belongs and then you start to see more of that good just starting to come and you're just like whoo and it, you it's a great point that you brought up about the that mindset of lack versus the mindset of prosperity but that includes our interrelational interrelationships as well as like prosperity with energy prosperity with time all of those sorts of things and just being mindful of what we're giving attention to for sure. And we're our energy too. Hello. Because you know, listen. I do a lot of procrastination and prioritizing and boundaries work with my clients. Because mm-hmm. that's where a lot of, I just want to just post yeah. quick seven areas that most people struggle with. Yes. And that was a good list, child. Those are the basic areas that I've realized where I'm noticing a lot of people. And they're intertwined. If one mm-hmm. is out of whack, a couple other ones are out of whack. You have to, like, that's home first. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you definitely about energy, I know one thing that I walked away from the miscarriage with the twins is I don't argue. I don't, I'm not arguing with my mama. I'm not arguing in a romantic context. I'm not arguing with a friend. I'm not arguing with a coworker. I don't argue. If it feels argumentative, I'm done. Yeah. Now sometimes yeah, that comes across, especially when I know I'm right. Like I'm a, I'm mm-hmm. a, a fact puller, right? Like I'm a, I'm a document. I like to document things. Right? So I, I'm with you, and in my past life, I would die on that sword. But I think for me, when you literally lose, I lost two children in one month, three yeah. weeks apart, and the only explanation was stress. Yeah, I'm not arguing with nobody's child. When mine is in heaven because of arguing. I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing it. And if you tell me the sky is pink and I see it's blue and I tell you it's blue and I present the facts that it's blue, I even show you a picture and you're like, nah, homie, that's pink. 
That ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. Enjoy your pink sky, dear. God bless. Like, I'm not going back and forth with you. I'm just not. Now, we can debate. Yeah. We can have difference of opinion. Uh, no, no, no. At this point, we But can't. I'm not arguing. <laughs> now, now, I will say, was in that situation, now I'm more compassionate to, hmm, maybe they really do see a pink sky. What are some possible reasons? And instead of trying to fix those reasons and being like, well, maybe they're colorblind. Hey, have you ever thought that you're colorblind? Like, I would be like, oh, well, I'm pretty sure they have a reason. Hmm. And that's not my business. <laughs> that point. <laughs> and that's not my business. That part. And that's it. That's hello. <laughs> hello. Hello. Um, and where can people find you? Um, well, if you want to fly out to Wakanda. Hello. <laughs> can we... I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm going to let you finish. (laughs) Can we make this a real thing? Like, can we, I'm just going to put it out there. I am looking for reverse gentrification. I want a city, hell, a state. Like, can we all just reverse gentrify, like, the state of Georgia? Like, a lot of us are in Atlanta already. Like, can we just all pull up, let everybody else leave? But I think we're a different kind of generation now. Like, and we have more access and more resources to defend ourselves. But I just want one area. Y'all don't want us in America. Huh? This is true. It's not warm enough there for for me, though. I need summer for three of the four seasons, and then I might give you fall in the winter. And I need, I need snow. I need snow. No, and see, and a lot. You know, give me a good. I'm like, this is the perfect area for me. I will take the snow, like a hefty snow, once every five to seven years. Yeah. And so my whole thing, even with PG County. So yes, PG County is a black county. It's the black. The richest black county in America. I can rock with that. I I get it. But Maryland has its parts where there's a whole lot of white people. And it's just too close. True. There's white people in Waldorf, though. There are, but they they out kind of white people. I don't have a kind of white people. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I just don't. I'm sure about that. I'm sure about that. Listen, I'll let you have your uh your people. Like, she yeah, she like like she only date black or uh, she don't date white boy. I would say she don't date white men. Don't date them. I mean, I understand. She's just like, nope, not for me. And I, I love her. She's not for me either, but I also feel like I have a birthright to to date the men that I date. I'm, it listen, it's in my DNA to date who I date. Yeah, but no, yes, it, but I mean, out here, I we haven't had any issues out here. In Same thing with Colombia. I love living in Colombia. I have so I worked in Colombia. It's a lot of it. It's a different kind of white people in Maryland. I will give you that. I just, I'm just saying, I would like that to be I want PG County to be statewide normal. I, I need my pockets of, of other folks. So then you go across state lines. Listen, they can you can cross state lines to get your fix of unseasoned food. I will say too though like my kids are not me, right? So like living in PG County, my son had a very hard time with the school system. And like like yeah, we're by right by landowner. Mm. Those not, that's not his tribe. Yeah, yeah. Like the clan the dozens and rough housing and yeah. he's too. He is very t- in tune with his emotions. Not call it baby emotional or soft because he's not. He's him. But but a healthy is. emotional intelligence. It, exactly. Yeah. Out here, the mix and the diversity. Like some of his best friends have like um, white kids. Some of them have some, like Afro Latinos. Some of them have some Asian and you know some of those. 
all over. And they are like, I love, love the fact that he gets to experience this diversity of just people, and that he feels like he belongs. Like just watching him laugh and joke and play, it's like it's refreshing. For me, growing up though, that wouldn't work. <laughs> I'm like, child, y'all got this thing. Listen. <laughs> She don't, she don't care. This one lady yesterday, um, she was elderly. She had some difficulty walking, like a slant in her in her step. And so not only does my daughter stare at her the whole time she's walking down the walkway, but when she gets close enough, she says, hi. She's like, hi, how are you? She's like, I'm good. She says, you know, it looked like when you were walking, you were hurting a lot. And I'm like. But you ain't go help her walk. And you know, the lady just kind of looked at her and then looked at me and then just kept walking. She wasn't rude or anything. And so afterwards, I was like, you know, maybe she doesn't want you to kind of point out, you know, maybe she's a little insecure, like kind of she, her emotional intelligence is just, that looks weird. I'm going to say it looks I'm going to say that looks weird. <laughs> it's okay. Like, it's weird. <laughs> okay. Sorry. But yes, where can we find you? <laughs> Other than Wakanda. I was like, how do we even get on this tangent? Wakanda. Because we need to come up with our own Wakanda. They say it's far, but it's really nice. It really is. It is. It is. Um, So you can find me, um, teddyrene.com. R-E-N-E. Teddy with an I. Uh, It bothers me when people spell my name with a Y because, especially usually because I'm sending them an email and they'll reply with, like, my kids right there. It's an I. So teddyrene, T-E-D-D-I-R-E-N-E.com. Um, at Teddy Renee on Instagram, that damn underscore on Twitter, so it's Teddy underscore Renee. Um, and you can find United Queendom, um, Queendom spelled K-W-E-E-N-D-O-M, at UnitedQueendom.com, at United Queendom on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, yeah, so all those places. Awesome. Well, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of our podcast. Of course. Thank you. Hey guys. So I have a few questions for you. One, who's holding you accountable? Two, who has permission to ask you the tough questions? Three, is there someone in your life who's checking in to make sure that you're doing what you said you wanted to do? If the answer is no, or I don't know to any of those questions, don't worry. I got you covered. I'm opening the virtual doors to my coaching services to help you keep those resolutions. You didn't forget about them, right? I offer personal development coaching that focuses on time management, self-care, physical health, and so much more from a personalized approach. I also offer business development coaching where we focus on marketing, branding, structure, consistency, and everything you can think of. Both services offer personalized guidance and support on a weekly basis to walk you step-by-step towards your goals. Want to learn more? Be sure to schedule your free consultation at www.nicolesnetwork.net slash coach. That's Nicole's, with an S, network.net slash coach. I have room for about five new clients, so don't wait. Make sure you schedule your appointment today. www.nicolesnetwork.net slash coach. Talk to you soon.